Welcome to episode 48 of Tap to Craft. My name is Denny Luce, and along with my buddy John Ream, we are going to guide you on your craft beer journey by passing on our knowledge and our experience to you, the listener. We are recording this episode on Saturday, May 14th, 2016, and in this show, we have a guest. Yes, we have our Facebook administrator, Mr. Chris McKenzie, and we will be discussing some of his favorite beers and our favorite beers and some beers that we want to try one day if we have the opportunity to get one of these big whales what they are so you guys might be able to get it along with us. And of course, you know you can count on John and I having our regular beer banter. And now we can add Chris to the to the whole beer banter thing because three's uh I mean you know what three's not a crowd, three's company, right? It was not a show. Three's company. You guys yeah. remember that? Are you guys old enough for that show? Barely. Fairly, yeah, I've heard about it. Okay, know. all right. Okay. Well, hey, we heard the voice. That was Mr. Chris McKenzie. Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really good, Denny. How's things with you guys? I'm doing good. I've been drinking some beers. The weather is fantastic here in Boise. How's the weather in in Seattle, John? Is it warm? Uh, it was. Then it decided to rain today, so now it's it's a little chilly. Oh man! A couple more days of rain, then the sun will come back. Okay. Okay. You know, I just had a. a an acquaintance of mine from the Boise area moved to Seattle this last week, and she was saying, "Wow, the you know don't believe anything that these people say about it always rain. The weather's been sunny all the two days she was there." Well, guess what? I guess she got a little dose of Seattle summer, didn't she? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, hey. Um, let's just kind of let our listeners get a little feel for you and and you know what you're about, where you came from, and stuff. So. Talking about where you came from, where are you living right now, and where are you from? So right now, uh, my wife and I are currently living in Tampa, Florida, suburb of Tampa called Wesley Chapel. Mm -hmm. And um, we just moved here about four months ago from uh, Akron, Ohio. And and, uh, from before that, uh, I grew up in the Baltimore area. So I think this is my fourth state that I've lived in now. So just kind of get it get a taste of what's going on in the country. Okay. Okay. So, so you're not originally from Ohio then. How, how did you end up in Ohio? So my wife and I both went to culinary school in Pittsburgh. Okay. And, uh, I met her there. Um, and <clears throat> I, we met and got together and she wanted to move to Ohio. So we did. Oh, she's from that area. So, okay. Okay. So, you guys went to culinary school. That does that mean you guys are chefs? Um, on paper, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you. So what? So what? I don't want to pry, but you both went to culinary school because you thought you guys wanted to be chefs. But then what happened? What did you? Did you? Did the dream fail because uh, you realized it wasn't all what the movies made it out to be? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess you could say that. I uh, just wasn't really fond of the uh, whole environment of uh, the food service industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if any, if, if any of you guys have seen the movie Waiting, um, 
it's a pretty accurate <laughs> depiction of uh, the food service industry. Very slightly exaggerated, but not too far off from the truth. Okay. So now, now um, my wife is a dog trainer, mm-hmm. and I work in property and facilities maintenance. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I, I have noticed. I mean, I, how can I not notice all the great photos that you and your wife post on, on a Facebook about the uh, sit dog sit? Is that the correct uh, name of it? It's uh, sit means sit. Oh, sit means sit. Ah, damn. I thought I had that on in my You're opinion. so close. I was so close. I was so close. You know, I actually saw that's like a uh, nationwide like company, right? Because I, I saw one right next to the brewery. One of the breweries here in Boise that I saw that there was a sit means sit like training place. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, it's a it's a franchise uh, company, and um, yeah, there's there's trainers all over the country. I, I don't know any of the guys out in, in Idaho, but mm-hmm. um, we were just recently in Las Vegas, and I did get to meet a bunch of people from all over the country, like in Wisconsin and you know Nevada, and I mean just people from everywhere. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, yeah, you. I mean, man, you were. You were already in Las Vegas. You guys couldn't just like jaunt up a little bit north and come visit me. I was gonna send. I was gonna send you a message and say, "Hey, you know, uh, we're gonna be in Vegas uh, <laughs> <laughs> a few hours away." Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it, John. Yeah, it's it's like a ten hour drive for me, but and and it's almost as long of a flight because you got to fly to Salt Lake and then you got to fly to Vegas. There's no direct flight anymore from Boise. So that that's kind of can be a pain, but no, I would have one one day we will meet up, we will drink beers together. So um, you know maybe whether uh, I come out to the Florida area or if sit means sit brings you and your wife to the Boise area to do some kind of a conference or something, then hey, maybe that'll work out too. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it will. So here's the big question, Chris. I've have been waiting to ask. And it is, how in the world did you find our podcast? Um, so in the past year or so, I kind of got interested in, or not kind of, I got interested in, in, uh, in the craft beer world. Mm-hmm. And I literally went onto iTunes and typed in craft beer. Okay. And uh, after sorting through <clears throat> a couple of other ones that I listened to and stopped listening to because they were just boring, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I landed on, on YouTube and uh, I listened to one, you know, one of the most recent ones at the time and you know, enjoyed it and listened to another one. And I was like, all right, this is, this is good. I like this one. And then... As you uh, probably remember, my uh, my binge listening. Yes. Uh, sometime earlier last year, and uh, yeah, so and, and now here we are. Okay. Well, okay. I'm actually glad that you know because we've been trying to move up the the you know the list of iTunes new and noteworthy or you know best podcast for craft beer, and we you know sometimes we'll hit it up to like 15 on the list. But most of the time we're hanging around twenty to twenty-five. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you made it through at least twenty other <laughs> shows to find us. And then you, when you finally found us, you enjoyed what you heard. But with that being said, you mentioned that you once you found us, you actually went through the you know however many it was. I don't know how many was there that you had were behind. Was it like thirty? 
It was yeah, something like that, like thirty. Okay, so you you blasted through thirty episodes like in two days, which amazed me. I could not believe you went through that many. Um, I can't believe you kept listening after that. I know. <laughs> yeah. So what what about? I mean, you've already kind of talked a little bit that you that we weren't boring, which is good. Thank you for saying that. I'm glad that we're not boring. But what what was the thing that just kept you wanting to just listen to show after show? Just you know, what what did you like about what we had to offer just so we're curious. I'm, I'm curious. I'm always curious of how people, you know, how they enjoy the show or what they like about it. Uh, honestly, I, I couldn't pick anything specific, so I'm going to say, I don't know. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so I was going to say that, um, I don't know. I knew you guys just kind of, you clicked with me. I don't know. Maybe okay. Okay. Was it, was it my my witty wit, or was it John's uh, uh, like you know dry humor? That was probably it, right? Well, John's I, I, I relate with John's humor a lot because mine's <laughs> uh, but mostly it was your sexy radio voice. Today. Oh, thank you. I hear that a lot, actually. Thank okay. you. All right. Well, okay. Well, now we know that there's nothing that you can really grab on that you that you just said. Yeah, this is what I like. But hey, you had to have a couple things, or at least one. That we you thought that man you know what these guys could really improve on this thing and again we're always trying to make improvements to the show and you've and as you've probably listened over the last forty seven episodes we have made changes and I hope most of the changes we've made have been for the better but is there anything else that sh- that you would give us as constructive criticism that we can do maybe a little bit better or different uh, right now off the top of my head no. Um, <laughs> I get excited to listen to the next episode every two weeks when it comes out. And it's like, uh, I, I started on my way to work, uh, and try to finish it throughout the day. And, and I get towards the end and you guys are closing out the show and I'm going, well, I guess I'll just have to wait another two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's how it is with me too. You know, when I'm done mm-hmm. recording with John, I'm like, Oh damn, I got to wait two more weeks before I can sit here and chat with John again about beer. So I understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about the? I got another. I, this is not on my list of questions, but you know, one of the things that John and I like to do is we like to uh, get the listeners' participation, whether it's you know writing into the show, you know writing into our Facebook, or or coming on the show, or even uh, participating with the uh, tasting notes segment. Have you had a chance? And and be honest, if you haven't, that's fine. It, it, we understand that not everyone, like you mentioned, you're driving to work most of the time, so you can't participate in a drinking session, but have you had a chance to sit down with a beer and taste along with us? Has that helped you at all, or if you have done that? I haven't been able to participate, and it's normally because when I was listening to you guys, I was at work, so, you yeah. know, the boss man kind of frowns upon that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, listening to listening to you guys doing the tasting on the show... Uh, I was able to, you know, maybe expand my vocabulary a little, uh, vocabulary a little more when when it comes to me tasting things and, um, you know, being able to describe maybe flavors that I'm tasting or, or you know, something like that. So it's helped. It's helped in that. Okay, good. That's what we want. We want uh, we want people to we want to be approachable to people and especially if they're new to craft beer we don't that's a whole goal of john and i we want to make sure that everyone feels welcome 
to come and listen to the show and get it, you know, and get knowledge and learn from us and that we're not, you know, talking way above anyone. So that's what our goal is. So thanks. I, we appreciate that feedback, but you know what, you know what, Chris, uh, I'm sorry to put you on the, in, in front of the firing line without, you know, talking about what beer you're drinking now, because you, you know what, we always like to drink beer while we talk about beer. So please, Chris, tell me you are drinking beer tonight with us. I actually am. I, I'm drinking um, a beer called The Awakening. It's from a brewery down here in Florida called Angry Chair. Okay. Uh, and The Awakening is a uh, coffee stout. Um, it's brewed probably about 25 minutes from our house here. Oh, wow. And, uh, the guys at Angry Chair do an absolutely fantastic job. Whatever they put out, uh, everything I've tasted from them has been fantastic. Okay. Now, now, do they bottle and can, or is it just stuff you get from the brewery? Um, they normally, what you do get, it's from the brewery, but they do release, um, it seems to be every couple of weeks they're releasing some different bomber. Okay. Uh, and this was one that they released. Um, they've been releasing a couple sours lately. They uh, Their stuff is just phenomenal. It's just a little... A little craft brewery that's been around for I don't know a couple of years, okay. if that. Oh, and uh, they're they're doing the Tampa beer scene very proud down here. Okay, good. Yeah, you know that's that's what is awesome is I because John and I are on the West Coast, we don't get to see all the activity going on on the East Coast breweries, and there are a lot of smaller breweries that are really putting out good beers. I know it. Because here in the Boise area, we have some great breweries right here in our local area that don't make it outside of the area. And, of course, John has the same thing. You know, we talk about some of his favorite breweries and now some of my favorite breweries that I only get to taste when I actually go there uh, in person to the brewery. So I'm glad you have a good brewery right down the street. Now, is this Awakening Coffee Milk Stout, are you enjoying it? Is it good? Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Um, and it... It's it's one of those ones that once it warms up, it really it really the flavors start coming out really big and really. I mean, the coffee is definitely present, but now now that it's warmed up a little bit, I'm starting to get some vanilla out of it, which is really good. Um, when it was cold, it was more just like a big hit of coffee, and that was about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. a good one. Okay. Well, is there is there anything else you'll be drinking? Uh, you, you mentioned you ha- that you might have another bottle or two on your desk. Is you can you can mention that now or later if it's going to be brought up later. You can wait. Uh, later, I think I'll be um, I think I'll be cracking into something from uh, Cigar City. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we can get to that later. All right. Let's well, then let's move on to John. John, are you awake, man? I'm sorry. I've been taking up all the time chatting with Chris. I didn't mean to leave you out. Are you still there? Oh, did you want me to participate? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Go go ahead. I mean, you've had a lot of time to be drinking, so I'm sure you've already downed a couple of beers while we've been chatting. <laughs> yeah. So the beer I'm drinking tonight, I've had a bit of an emotional journey <laughs> over the last uh, 24 hours with. Because um, yesterday you logged a beer, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds interesting." And then you told me that it was draft only, so I was like, "Well, won't get that." <laughs> and uh, then I go to the bottle shop today, and lo and behold, the Lagunitas Aunt Sally Dry Hop Sweet Tart Sour Mash Ale is sitting there on the shelf. And I said, hey, 
uh, Denny's a big fat liar, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to grab that beer and drink it tonight. So that that's what I'm enjoying, and uh, it's really nice, and I'm happy that I, I followed up on that. Um, <laughs> I, I know. I'm a jerk, huh? <laughs> uh, hey, it, it worked out. I got the beer. But, yeah, this is really pleasant. It, it's got a nice, uh, like, mixed berries in the nose, like mm-hmm. just really light fruit, really pleasant. Um, goes down real easy. I'm almost done with this actually. So I'm going to have to break into something else here in a bit too. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this beer so far. Well, good. I'm glad you were able to find it. Um, I did, I, after I, I wrote that stuff on untapped, uh, you know, I did go to the website and find out that it was, I did, I was going to tell you on the show tonight that, Hey, by the way, John, you can get it, but you beat me to the punch. You already went and found it yourself. So, yeah, no harm done. We're still friends, yeah, right? It worked out. <laughs> okay. So, what well, are you drinking? Well, I am drinking something I picked up yesterday at the bottle shop after I had the same beer that you're drinking right now. It's a bottle, a 22 ounce bottle from Uinta Brewing out of Utah. It's the Cucumber Farmhouse Ale, and this is an ale that's brewed with cucumbers and aged in gin barrels. What do you think about that, John? I think there's a lot of cucumber brewing going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been seeing a bunch locally here, too. People are starting to play with it a bunch. So it's kind of weird that all of a sudden everybody's using cucumbers. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this beer, uh, I'll tell you what, the cucumbers really blend in well with the Saison yeast characters. You know, the, the wild yeastiness esters that come out. And the gin barrel, it, it, uh, it's, it's hard to explain, but it adds a little bit more complexity to the finish of the beer with those, you know, whatever juniper flavors are coming out from the gin. It just adds a little bit extra oomph to it. Uh, I'm digging it. It's pretty good. I, gave, I think I gave it three and a half caps. Uh, it's, it's one that, uh, that, that surprised me. And the reason I picked it up was because I saw the big, it's got big, giant letters that say cucumber on it and I said oh I'm a sucker for cucumbers so I I grabbed it and it's good so John nice. if, if you if you if you get this in your area uh, give it a shot I think you'll enjoy it too all right I'll keep an eye out all right now now Chris uh, are you able to get some uh, Utah beers or even Idaho beers in Florida or are you pretty much just uh, sticking with some of the bigger California brewery you know bigger breweries that come in there and, and just the ones that are on the East Coast um, so I know we get you into here okay. and I have, uh, I know I have something from Salt Lake city in my fridge right now, but I want to say it's from, oh crap. Don't epic? quote me on this one. Is uh, it? no, it's not epic. Okay. I love epic. Oh, me They're too. Great. Yeah. Uh, okay. I can, I can name a, I can name a bunch. There's red rock. Squatters? Which one? Squatters. Oh, Squatters, yes, yes. They have the uh, fantastic rye IPA. Or is, is it Squatters or Wasatch? You know what? I get those two confused every time. But if you can get one that has a rye IPA, uh, it's the, oh, uh, man, I can't think of it. It's, it's some kind of a skiing term, I think. Oh, never mind. I can't think. But that, the rye IPA is fantastic. I drink a ton of that when I'm – because I go to Utah every so often for work, and I – I do like that beer. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, Squatter's Outer Darkness. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. 
That's a dark yeah, one. I did a, I did a trade for that one. Ah, who'd you trade? Oh, I mean, I, so, so you're a beer trader, huh? You actually trade beers with people around the country. I I try not to do too many around the country because and the shipping just gets ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I try to do them, you know, in person or as close to local as I can. And I actually got that from a guy um, in St. Pete, which is about an hour from us. Okay. Did he mule back from a trip? I would assume so. I mean, trading is kind of pretty big around here. So God only knows where it came from. (laughs) Okay. Oh, good. Well, hey, I think you'll enjoy that one. I've, I've had that a number of times over the years, and it's a pretty decent beer. All right. Well, hey, you know what? We're, we're not going to stop talking about beer right now. Let's just keep on talking. And I know, Chris, that uh, you know you weren't on the show last week, and we normally just find out what new and noteworthy beers we've drank in the last two weeks. And actually, it's only been a week since John and I recorded, so it's pretty short. But, Chris, please let our listeners know of some of the uh, noteworthy beers that you've had recently, somewhat recently, that you would like to recommend to to others to try so a lot of my uh, new and newer beers that i've tried they're all really local to me because you know we're still in that new phase of hey we've got all this new beer around us so let's let's try everything we can get our hands on so Mm -hmm. uh, everything i was going to talk to you guys about tonight was all tampa and close to tampa beers um but the first one that i was going to talk about was from Cigar City Brewing uh, right here in Tampa. Uh, it's their White Oak High Lie mm-hmm. IPA, and um, their their High Lie is their is one of their flagship beers. It's their flagship IPA, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic on its own. But then they age it on oak on White Oak, mm-hmm. and it is uh, me personally. That's probably one of my favorite beers. I could probably drink it every day. Oh wow. Is it uh, very strong, like as far as alcohol? Uh, I want to say it's probably in the seven range. Okay, okay. And does that white oak? Does it is it is it a subtle oak flavor or is it a prominent oak flavor? It's definitely prominent, but I I want to say that it's um, to me it's just right. Uh, you know, it's you definitely know it's there, but it's not so overpowering that you don't get that you don't get the hops from and in the in the beer it's uh they blend it together very very nicely okay good all right now john have you had uh, any of the the uh, cigar city beers i think you mentioned you might have had some at one point yeah i was just looking it up because i know i've had the highlight ipa on its own uh but it doesn't look like i've had the white oak version um but yeah i've, I've loaded up on cigar city a couple times visiting family in florida so yeah yeah. Now, um, now, you didn't tell me whether or not Kristen brought back beer for you. Was she kind enough to bring back back beer? Uh, no. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I should I should have asked that when uh, when I was there so I could give her a bad time. But she would have probably slapped me. Uh, pro- no, probably wouldn't have slapped you, but you know, <laughs> uh, maybe not invited back next time. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I kept my mouth shut then. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I already know that she really likes me a lot. So, or is that true? She does like me, right? Anyway, next topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? So, so, uh, so, yeah. Cigar City. We know that's a great brewery, and it sounds like that White Oak High 
or high lie is uh is a good one so i need to keep my eye open for that when i'm traveling over on the east coast and maybe i'll get lucky enough to be able to grab some when i'm there in a few weeks from now yeah the only way you're going to grab that is if uh you're here at a very certain time of the year and it uh it lasts for about a month and from what i've seen it just disappears after that so. oh okay all right oh well okay well so what other uh uh florida beer you you were going to talk about too you, you mentioned you have a few around your area yeah so we had uh just this one a couple of days ago was from uh j-dubs brewing in sarasota uh they made a chocolate milk stout which um the uh let's see i think i gave that one like four and a quarter caps on untapped and it has a really good chocolate flavor in it and it's and it's just i think it's a milk yeah it's a milk stout uh, it has just the right amount of sweetness from the uh the lactose in it that mm-hmm. it almost tastes like a chocolate bar but it's not really just you know ridiculously sweet cool nice so, so that's like two milk stouts that you've had one on the show tonight and now this other one are you is that a style that you are starting to uh, explore or is it just by chance that there are two milk stouts it's i think it's just by chance i think i always tend to lean towards uh the darker beers milk stouts and the not so much the porters but you know the stouts and the russian imperial stouts and things like that Mm -hmm. they're always kind of my go-to okay good Good. Yeah, mine too. And then the next one was from uh, Big Top Brewing. And again, that was in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, Big Top Brewing put out um, <clears throat> one called Conk Republic Key Lime Wheat. Mm, sounds great. Uh, and this one, this one's great for, uh, I like this one as a hot weather beer. Because mm-hmm. it was, uh, again, it wasn't too sweet, but it was almost like a slice of key lime pie in a glass because it, uh, it starts with, you know, you kind of get a key lime flavor in it and then the malts turn into this, uh, you get this graham cracker flavor and it's, it just, it works together really well. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's great. And big top is pretty brand new and they're starting to put out some really good stuff too. So we're, uh, we're excited to have those guys around here too. Nice. Yeah. The, these two I'm not familiar with. And the last time I was down in Florida, things I think were just starting to blow up. They were just starting to get some of the laws changed to make it easier for breweries and, and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to my next trip because it seems like there's a lot more uh, beer available, at least local stuff available. Yeah. Well, you didn't want to come down here the last time. So <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. I didn't have enough vacation to use. Yeah, somebody had to pay the bills. That was uh, <laughs> unfortunate. But uh, it'll happen. It'll happen right. soon enough. <laughs> I've, got that on, I've got that on recording now, so I'll hold that against you. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> well, well, you know what? When I come down, I am ha- going to have to go try this Big Top Brewing Conch Republic Key Lime Wheat because it sounds fantastic. I, I mean, it sounds good. I something that's in my wheelhouse for sure. Okay, John, now we got through Chris's noteworthy beers, and, and those were some real noteworthy beers. Uh, how about you? Do you have at least one or maybe two that you want to talk about? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, so I mentioned in the last show that I kind of emptied my fridge here. 
on uh, you know new stuff to drink. So I started to dig into the cellar, and one of the ones I pulled out was from Almanac, and that's the Bourbon Sour Porter, uh, which I've been sitting on for quite a while, and uh, I it was really nice. It had you know some nice dark fruit character that you don't normally get in a porter. Um, but all played together really nicely, and uh, the sourness wasn't like over the top. Uh, just complemented really well. Mm. Um, I don't know. Have you had this one, or I have you, not. Chris, anybody? <laughs> I, I I haven't had it, and I have four Almanac beers that I'm, uh, you know, I have waiting in my cellar. I've been I, I've been kind of holding off because I I just want to, you know, I'm kind of saving them for the right moment when I'm in the mood for something really good. But I have four of them. I don't think this is one of them. Now, now Chris, as John asked, uh, are, are you able, have you had any Almanac beers? Or are you able to get Almanac in your area? I don't know if they distribute down here to us. Uh, I have had at least one. I know that. Okay. Um, I think it was the blueberry one. Oh, yeah. That blueberry one is awesome. Yeah. And I'm not really a big fan of the sours, but my <laughs> wife is. So I. I took a sip of it and I, I actually enjoyed it. It was good. Oh, good, good. Yeah, we um, honestly sours are one of those beer styles that you kind of ha- you really have to ease into it because if you go, you know, right into it full bore, you're gonna get some stuff and it's gonna tear up your palate. So you really gotta mm-hmm. like just take take little sips, get used to it. Start with something that's a little bit tart. I think Berliner Weisses, Gozes, you know, those are are real more subtle uh, sours that you can get the tartness and get used to that flavor and then go into the full on sour. But, uh, but yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad you were able to try that blueberry one. Now, did your, did your wife enjoy that sour? She did. Um, fortunately, like I said, she, she likes them. So every time she opens one, um, I make sure to try it because mm-hmm. occasionally I find one, and they're normally like the Berliner Weisses that I yeah. that I'll try and I like. So I just keep moving forward, keep trying them, and eventually I'll find something I like. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Your palate will adjust to it, and you'll, then you'll fall in love with it for sure. Excellent. All right, John. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's all right. Uh, so this one uh, I know nobody else has had, so I'm gonna steal the spotlight for a little while. <laughs> um, but I I just visited a, a a new to me brewery. They've been open a couple years. Uh, and that's Cole Street Brewery uh, down in Enumclaw, Washington. Uh, they are like a little nano brewery. They brew two barrel batches um, down there. And uh, one of the ones I really enjoyed was their Cascadian Rye. So basically a black rye IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and Danny, you would have loved this beer. It was, you know, the rye was right up there. It had some nice roast to it. So it, it kind of checked all your boxes yes. um, for for this kind of beer, uh, but it it was really well put together, and uh, I really enjoyed it. The, the sort of disappointing thing is it was my first beer there, and then it nothing I mean, quite met the first. <laughs> it was kind of like yeah. that festival all over again, you know. We had the started off really strong, and then never quite got back to that peak. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that one was definitely uh, a good one, and um, looking forward to more stuff from them because uh, I think they're starting to get more beer out into the market. So okay, okay, yeah, I, I I saw you check into that, and I I literally started drooling when I saw that combination, and not only the fact that it was 
the combination. It was also the fact that they called it the right name, Cascadian Rye, which <laughs> yeah. I knew I knew exactly what it was when I saw Cascading. I knew it was going to be a dark, <laughs> dark uh, rye type, uh, you know, hoppy beer. So yeah, I felt the need to translate for those that weren't out in the Northwest to <laughs> you know shun the Cascadian dark ale name um, in favor of black IPA, but you know. Uh, we'll keep we'll keep our language to ourselves, I guess. Yes, yes. All right, Danny. What what have you uh, had over the last week? I guess. Okay, I've had a bunch of stuff. Most of it local. That I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, John. John gives his local stuff, so I don't want to give my too much local. But I will talk about one that's local, but it's it's actually out in in Washington. I think, and maybe California too. But this one I'm going to talk about is the one that John already talked about, the Lagunitas. Aunt Sally, what was that? The the dry hop sweet tart sour mash ale, and I really I had this last night on our uh, payday beer club outing at uh, Brewers Haven, and I really really enjoyed this beer. Just like John mentioned, it has a nice berry tartness to it up front, and uh, and, and finishes with the. It has this is one I think Chris would be one that would be a maybe a medium entry into the sour. So after you get used to the, the Berliner Weisses, I think you can move right into this this uh, Lagunitas tart sour, and you'll be okay. It's not quite full-on sour. It, it, it has this, the tartness up front, and then it finishes really a really nice finish. It doesn't linger on. It doesn't really – I mean, I, I thought it finished fantastic, and I was really impressed with this beer. And I'm now I'm really glad that we found out that it is going to be available to – uh, everyone in bottles year round. Even it's it's going to be one of their normal beers. So I will probably pick up, you know, a six pack of this every so often. And I think the twelve ounce bottle size is perfect. Also, so you don't, you know, I think twelve ounces is good. I don't think you want to drink, you know, like two or three, maybe two you can handle, but any more than that, what might be a little too much. What do you think, John? You think yeah, this six pack? You yeah, can drink? It's, it's really nice. I <laughs> I could definitely get through a six pack. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking especially. Warmer months. This is pretty refreshing uh, beer as well. So you go down pretty nice. Yeah, and I drank a whole pint of it um, in about five minutes too. It did. It did go down pretty fast. It's a. It's an easy drink. I mean, fairly easy drink. It just. It just tasted good, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So the other one I want to talk about just briefly is from the Ram Restaurant. It used to be called. I, I don't know if they're still called the what the Bighorn Brewery. Is that what the Ram Restaurant used to be? It was Bighorn, or no? Uh, it wasn't Bighorn, was it? Uh, I don't know. I've always known it as Ram. As Ram? Okay, okay. I, I thought they had another name, and the Ram was the restaurant. But uh, it's from the Ram, and I know there's a, it's a it's a it's a chain type restaurant. I think there might be some in Colorado, Oregon, Washington. And Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Illinois, and Indiana. Okay, so there you go. So it's a it's around. And in the past, I'll be honest with you, about ten years ago, um, there was like one beer that I really enjoyed. But Face Amber was okay, and the uh, big, big, big red. What is it? A big. Gosh, the big red ale. Big, big, big red ale. Whatever. Big red. Yeah, that, it's IPA. Yeah, that one I like. Uh, but other than that, their beers were kind of lackluster. Well, they really stepped up their game lately, 
and I've had a bunch of their beers in the last year, and I've really enjoyed a lot of their seasonal special offerings. And this Maybach is one of those beers that is one that they offer uh, seasonally, and they really do a good job on it. And this is like a 7.2% beer, which was big for a Maybach, in my, in my opinion. I thought that – I mean, that's a big Maybach. But it hid that alcohol so well. It had a nice, big, malty front. Uh, finished off really smooth, and it hid the alcohol perfectly, and it was just a really enjoyable beer. And I wanted to mention to all those that are that have the Ram restaurants in your area that John just mentioned, hey, go out and try this this seasonal Bybach before it's gone, and let us know if you like it or not. Have you have you had a chance to try this one, John? Ever? Do you remember? Uh, no, I've not had the Maybach. Okay. Um, I don't get to the Ram that often, even though we have one here in down as well. down the street so. from your house. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> like three miles from your house, and you don't go. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't be go, difficult. Yeah, I don't. I don't go. I don't go either that much. It just happens. I had some friends from Israel in the country this last this past week, and we were pretty much out every night drinking and, and having a good time. And one of the nights we were at the Ram, and that's where I I partook in all their seasonal offerings, and they were all pretty good. They have one special one just here for the Boise area called the Bridge Smasher IPA. It's a single malt, single hop IPA. They were using Chinook hops, which I'm not really that familiar with. And it really gave an interesting hop profile that was different than I'm used to. I'm not used to that that hop profile. And the reason they call it the Bridge Smasher is because right where the Ram is, we have two Ram restaurants in our area, but the one we went to is right downtown. And they're rebuilding a bridge, so they smash up the bridge, and there's no traffic that's been going through near their uh, place of business for a few months now. So they're trying to to do things. They're giving specials every every day to try to get people to come into the restaurant because, you know, no one's coming in because you can't get to it. It's very difficult to get to. So uh, the bridge smasher is unique to the Boise area, I believe, and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's just, I, I it showcased the Chinook hops. Are you? What what do you think about the Chinook? Have you had any single hop Chinook beers, John? So I'm willing to bet you are more familiar with Chinook than you realize because it's an old school hop. I know. It's not anything new, uh, but it's probably, you know, you had more uh, Chinook-focused beers before you were really paying attention. Maybe, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know of anything today that is a Chinook single hop because – uh, it, it, I think now it plays more of a complementary role than okay. anything else. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I bet you're you're more familiar than you you really realize um, with that one. Okay. So. Yeah, you're you're probably right. I know I've heard seen the name. I've seen it on uh, on hop uh, ingredients, you know. But they're usually like you know three hops or two, you know there's more than just one hop. And this one was really just showcasing that single hop. So, uh, like you said, like we told Robert before, I mean, you, it really gives you an opportunity to, to taste what that hop is going to do for you. And eh, it wasn't bad. It was a little different than what I expected, but uh, it was good. It was good. And, uh, nice. Yeah, and, and those are my note. That's all I'm going to talk about for my noteworthy beers. But All right, uh, so then I think we need to update people on, you know, my pursuit of Denny. Oh yeah. Oh, I almost I almost skipped that, John. I almost skipped that. Oh, come on. You can't skip what the people want. Uh, <laughs> tell me, so, tell me, tell me. <laughs> so you, you tried to trip me up with a short week, you know. You knew I didn't have beer in my fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you tried to capitalize, and I said, ha, and I still gained three beers on you. Way to um, go. So I'm I'm nearing my all-time low this year, uh, which was 105. I'm at 108 right now behind oh. the pace. Okay. But uh, I'm confident in my abilities here, so... I'm I'm picking up momentum again after you tripped me up the last couple of recordings. So. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you you know what? Before you know it, double digits are right around the corner. But then I'll be in then I'll be in Virginia, and guess what? I'm unleashing the fury, man. Six unique beers a night when I'm there for two weeks. So you better catch up your game. I, I kept pace in Israel, so <laughs> when you're in Israel, so I'm confident I can do this. Yeah, I, it's talk about Israel. It's funny, um, you know, being an American that just goes over to Israel twice a year, and the, their craft beer movement really hasn't taken off since the last two years. So in two years' time frame, visiting there four, maybe five times, I have, I think I have either, I think I have fifty three unique beer check ins that are Israeli craft beers that's pretty impressive wow. for only visiting in that place a few times uh since our craft beer movement has gone on so uh yeah yeah so i have i have three and i've never been there so you know, <laughs> <laughs> not bad either <laughs> yeah and, and and that's amazing because i brought you one and then you had two uh in your local area which i was shocked at i've never seen any israeli beers in boise so seattle must be a, a mecca for for expatriates that are Wanting to get their good beer. Yeah, I did look again today. They still had the same two. It wasn't uh, anything new. Um, okay. So I'll keep checking. Okay. So if you have any, well, if you have any questions, of course, you can always look at my untapped and see what my ratings are. But if you have a question on a brewery that they may have there that you, uh, you might want to, you know, see if they're any good, let me know. I pretty much know all the breweries, so I can tell you yay, nay, uh, whether to try it or not. Because I don't want you wasting good money on. A beer because it probably they're probably a little expensive too if they're coming in from out of the country. So yeah, they weren't cheap. They were like three bucks for a, like eleven point two or oh, whatever that three okay. five minutes. Okay, so, so you, you know what I pay in Israel for that same beer? Ten dollars. Wow, a beer. Ten dollars a beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but you know what? That's if I'm in the bar. If I go to the uh, if I go to the uh, craft beer market. I can get uh, a six pack for twenty bucks. So, what is that? Four dollars a five. Uh, I'm not doing math today. I'm six <laughs> six divided by twenty three something. So it's just a little bit more than what you're paying. So it's not too bad. Yeah, it's about about the same. Okay. All right. Well, there. That is our noteworthy beers, and uh, we don't have any listener questions this week. But if you want to be a part of the show. You can join all of our great listeners out there who have contributed to the show in the past by sending your questions, your experiences, feedback on the show, whatever you want. You can send it to us either um, through email at tapthecraft.gmail.com or, of course, our Twitter, which is at tapthecraft. And if you can feel free to follow us on our Facebook page, which our good buddy Chris McKenzie does an awesome job maintaining. Thank you, Chris. I just want to lift my glass up to you right now because thank you for all the hard work you do on the Facebook page and he would love for you to go ahead and participate by leaving comments and adding to our wall and doing whatever Facebook stuff does because hey it's fun to interact <laughs> on Facebook 
I, I put up a, an article actually right before you guys called me. So uh, you guys got some reading to do. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I know. If we if we don't run too long, I may uh, do, throw in a little segment where we, you just kind of uh, highlight the listeners on some of the great stuff you've been putting on there this last week because you've been posting a lot of stuff on there. But we'll see how it goes. If we get to the news section, maybe we'll just have you highlight that if we don't ramble on with all of our brew buzz segment. And, of course, we haven't even got to your beer journey, which we're going to start right now, Chris. You're on the hot seat again. Now it's time to learn about Chris's beer journey. So we got a few questions we like to ask all of our guests that come on the show to kind of learn or understand how they got into craft beer and what styles that they like and some of their favorite things about beer. And so, Chris, let's just start off with some of your drinking experiences. That's what we like to start just with your general experience experiences with drinking not necessarily just with beer but in general right if how'd you get involved in drinking alcohol so the first question is when did you first start drinking drinking alcohol and at what point did you jump into craft beer okay so i think i first started drinking probably in high school which i don't condone by the way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um uh, but, um, I think, uh, started, didn't start getting into craft beer until after I turned 21. So I, I almost want to say it was pretty recently. I'm 33 now. And within the last two or three years, I think, as far as craft beer goes. Okay. Um, I, when I was in college, um, I, I was the anti-college experience kid as I, I absolutely hated beer. Oh, wow. Uh, but, but what I knew about beer uh, was, you know, Coors Light and, you know, Milwaukee's Best. Yes, the beast. <laughs> yes, the beast. And it was just the absolute most disgusting thing that I've ever tasted. Yeah. And um, it kind of turned me off on it. Uh, and a buddy of mine... I don't know, probably around 19 to 21 somewhere was like, Hey, you know, we got some Sam Adams. Let's try some Sam Adams. And, uh, that was, you know, kind of bitter for me then. And, um, I, I, my, my brother-in-law is a, uh, sales rep for a beer distributor, uh, used to be in Ohio. Now he's down here in Florida with us. Um, and he was always giving us, giving us samples of stuff, new things that they were carrying. Just Mm. here, try this one here, try this one here, try this one. And, uh, he's probably the reason that I like IPA so much because he gave me so many good ones that I had to like them, (laughs) you know, after so many. And then, um, like I was just telling you uh, here a minute ago, um, we had uh, the grocery store down the street from us opened up and they had, you know, 18, 18 beers on tap and they were changing rapidly every couple of days. There was a new beer on tap every, mm-hmm. you know, every day a new, a new beer would go on or two or three beers would go on. That was different from the day before. And they would do tap takeovers from different breweries like, you know, ballast point and founders. And it, it was just, I had so much good beer at my disposal that, that I couldn't help but get into it. Yeah. And then one of the, I, I was writing down what I was trying just to make sure, uh, 
you know, if I liked it, I could try it again. And the bartender goes, oh, are you writing that down for Untapped? And I went, what? And he goes, Untapped, the app on your phone. And I went, what is that? And he goes, oh, well, it's kind of like Facebook, but for beer. And I went, no, I'm not familiar with that, but I think I should take a look into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, from from there, that was pretty much the down downward spiral into my <laughs> into craft beer. And now it's, well, it's pretty much a part of, everyday life and you know our a lot of our families are into it my brother-in-law is a home brewer my wife and i are part of a uh a home brew organization here in tampa uh tampa bay beers and um it i don't know pretty much everything we do almost revolves around beer in some sort of fashion i mean we were just at a beer festival at the zoo last weekend so (laughs) that's cool that's cool so yeah so do you actually homebrew then yourself I don't. It's definitely something that we want to get into um, just because um, we are, since we moved down here, we moved into a rental and it's kind of small and I'm just like, I, I don't want to be piling more stuff into this house than we, than we have to. So I, I'm, I'm hooking up with the guys from this, uh, this homebrew club and drinking all of their homebrews, which are absolutely <laughs> <fantastic>. <laughs> But we've been, uh, we've been doing, uh, Every month they have a meeting uh, at a local German restaurant called Mr. Dunderbacks and they, you know, we get to meet up with a bunch of people, probably six to 10 people bring a, a home brew and we get to try those. And then um, every third Tuesday, I think it is, they do inter-club competition. So we actually take the, um, uh, the beer judging sheets and uh, kind of go around the table and you know, taste, taste these different beers and, and judge them and kind of rate them for these people. And people actually win in these competitions, which mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. So that, I mean, it, it sounds like you guys are, are really, I mean, in the last two years, you've really got into the craft beer movement, which is great because that's what we like to see. We like to see people that maybe didn't like craft or like beer at all, but they you know, they get into the craft beer scene and they really start to, you know, to, to flourish in it. Now, when you first, you know, not the f- first beer, but what was your, once you got into craft beer, where you started enjoying beer, was there one beer that you would always just like go and grab, like your go-to beer that you would just say, oh, this, this beer, oh, I got to have this. And you grab a six pack along with maybe something else. Um... Not not that I can really think of. Okay. Um, at the yeah, not not off the top of my head. I can't say that there was. Okay, okay. So you're you never really had one thing that you really just always had to drink. You were always into just want to try as many things as you can. Yeah, I'm kind of ADD about everything, so I'm like I I can't do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. sounds familiar. That's yeah, how, yeah. No, I roll. Um, but then we we'd always keep. Uh, the Black Hook Porter from Red Hook uh, in the fridge for my wife so early on. So that's how we kind of did it. I was all over the place and she had to to have those. All right, so we've talked about, uh, you know, your, how your drinking experience began. So I think it's now we got to talk some sp- specific beers. Uh, so do you have a gateway beer that you would recommend to folks? Like if you had a friend, uh, what would you start them on to, to get them into craft beer? 
Uh, see, that wasn't in the list of questions that I was given. So, uh, <laughs> I like to mix it up. Yeah. Uh, a gateway beer? Man, that would be tough. Um, I'm trying to think of what I was given in well, gateway beer. Well, obviously, Sam Adams wasn't the gateway beer for you because you said it was no. too much. Yeah, that, that was a... That was a big hot bomb in the face. Uh, <laughs> when I um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, okay, we don't have to. You can, we can move on. Let's move on. We don't want to get you stumped here. That's all right. Um, so all right, but how, how about a favorite beer style then? Uh, favorite beer styles is probably um, any of the uh, barrel-aged stouts. I'm still sticking with those a lot lately. Even even as it heats up in Florida. Wow. Yeah. It's dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for the beer. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, we just came out of that big season. They're, they're hard to come by around here now, but uh, definitely good stuff. Uh, all right, so so big barrel-aged stouts is what you go for. You said you're not a big sour fan, uh, but would that be your, your least-liked beer style, or is there something else that you would just avoid altogether? Um, so I think sours is kind of a pretty broad category. So um, if you look at things like Berliner Weiss, I, 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 I don't want to say I tolerate them, but you know, some of them are pretty good. <laughs> Um, but things like um, saisons and farmhouse sales, and um, yeah, uh, I had a I had a Brett. Uh, well, I should I say my wife had a Brett from Prairie the mm, other day. Yummy! And yummy. she, you know, she was all about it, and I took a swig of it, and I was like, oh, it was like licking a barn floor, <laughs> and it was just awful. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I tried it. I, you know, make sure to, you know, I didn't uh, didn't find something that I maybe liked, but mm-hmm. um, it, it was just, it was rough. It was, it was way too much Brett in that beer and mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if I remember correctly, the first email you wrote me or a correspondence I, if I couldn't find it, I couldn't find it in my records. I went through my email and I couldn't find it. But I, you were the one that said that, that you weren't, that you really didn't like any Belgians in another style. I can't remember what it was. But but then after listening to us and uh, you know getting our take on the Belgian uh, beers, that you actually went and revisited those beers. Is, am I remembering correct correctly, or am I thinking yeah. of someone else? You're thinking of someone else. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah. And uh, it it's turned into. Um, I, I mean, I don't really visit Belgians too often, but you know, if it's if it's available and it's um, I don't know if it's one of the options that I have, and there's nothing else that I like, then mm-hmm. I'll get those. Uh, I had I actually had one the other day um, from Victory called Golden Monkey. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that. It, as far as Belgians go, I think that's um, a good standby in that category. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I, that's a triple, I believe. Right? Is that right, John? Triple, gold monkey. 
I think oh. I think it's a triple, but I, I don't don't cool me on it. But yeah, that's a, I've I've had that beer a number of times. I I enjoy that one. Now, you know, we did send you a Belgian beer, a homebrew, and was that too much of a beer for you to handle? You can be honest with us. John has thick skin, so you just laid out to whatever he messed up on the beer. You, I won't take any credit for it because I was just there as a innocent bystander. But if John, no, really- if it was bad, it was all Denny's fault. We, <laughs> we've established this multiple times. <laughs> We're talking about the loose cannon, right? Yeah, yeah. How was that experience? Was that the loose cannon was fantastic? <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, go ahead. I was gonna say that was that was really good. Uh, so. I, and I didn't even think about it. I was, I guess that was considered a Belgian strong ale then. Yeah. Dark strong ale. Yep. Yeah. So those I like, um, I, yeah, I like that one a lot. Okay, good. All right. So, so now we found a style that you actually enjoy. And, I, and I'll tell you what of the, I love, I love all Belgian ales. And when I first started drinking Belgians, I hated them. And John, told me, you know, he gave me some good advice. He said, hey, go out and try some of these, like, um, you know, uh, judging, what, what is it, John, the, the uh, commercial, examples the commercial examples of these yeah. ones, the ones that really are, are top-notch Belgian beers. And I'll tell you what, when I did that, my entire take on the Belgian styles of all the different styles of Belgians changed instantly because I I actually tasted what good Belgian ales taste like, and right. then I fell in love with it. And I've been in love with the Belgian style from that point. And that's only what what John maybe three or four four years ago, I think when you first uh, yeah we, yeah maybe it sounds about right yeah about four years ago. From four years on, Belgians changed from one I didn't like at all to absolutely one of my favorite beer styles. All the way up to where I requested to John that we make that loose cannon. I wanted a, a dark Belgian strong ale because that is a style of Belgian beers that I really enjoy when they're done right. And and uh, I think loose cannon is a pretty good is a is a pretty damn good beer for that style. It's it, we, we already mentioned it. It finishes a little bit sweeter than we'd like, but it's not overly sweet, and it still is very tasty. And we've got. Some really good reviews from everyone that that tries it. So and, and it's, I and I don't know. I, I I tagged you, John, on my buddy Alex that went back home to Israel and he shared our beer with his family, and he gave us a five cap rating. So there you go. Oh, I didn't see that. It didn't notify me of that. So. What you saw that? Come on, you're so you. I know you saw it because you probably like printed it out and hung it on your wall about. <laughs> No, I want to. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no problem. No problem. I, right. I'm pretty sure I rated it um, four and a half. I'm going to say four and a quarter at least. Okay. You got the old West, the West quarter in there. Well, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look it up and find out. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to make John's head a little bigger. <laughs> Give it that full half, four and a half. Like, All right. I can't smell cannon right now, so <laughs> two ends. Yeah, yeah. Actually, three. I rated it three ends. I rated it four and a half. <laughs> there you go. Good job. I think I rated it four and a half too. It's got what a up? four and a half average among my friends. Okay. So. Actually, and here I'll, oh, I'll actually rate four. four. You're 
terrible. I rated a four. <laughs> there you go, John. It's only a four, man. Yeah, Robert balanced you out to get me back up to that four and a half. <laughs> I would buy this over and over again. Great caramelized sugar and fruit flavors. Great beer, John. There you go. I like this mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we've clearly established that I'm your favorite brewer. But apart from that, uh, what would be your favorite commercial brewery? <laughs> um, so favorite commercial brewery? Um, I'm going to go back to Ohio for this one and say Hoppin' Frog in Akron, Ohio. All right. What do you think about that, John? Uh, I haven't had much of their stuff. So. What? Well, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we've we've established that I left that area right before it exploded as well. So um, me leaving seems to be really good for, for the beer scene. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've had uh, one or two, but um, off the top of my head, I can't think of what they were. So Okay. All right. Well, hey, that I think that's a great choice. That's one of the breweries when I visit Ohio again that I want to stop at. So, I've heard nothing but good things from it. So, it's going to be on it's on my short list of breweries to visit for sure. But now that John just uh pumped you for all that uh beer knowledge as far as uh, what you like or dislike on beers and and breweries, we got some more random questions. And this is a question that I love to ask our guests and ask people, you know, all the time, do you have any good beer drinking stories? Now I know maybe your beer drinking is only going to go back a couple of years. So maybe you didn't get too wild, you know, in college, this is usually, you know, reflecting in college or in military time. For me, I had some, some military time drinking sessions that were out of this world, but how about you, Chris, do you have any drinking stories that you are willing to share to the world? Hmm. Good drinking stories. Well, the, I'll, I'll go back to college and say that there were plenty of times that we, uh, that we, you know, drank as most college students do. Um, there weren't really many stories to go along with it. Just a lot of times of wandering around in downtown Pittsburgh, um, just causing random chaos in the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as far as anything specific, uh, the only thing I can remember is uh, I got picked up by my roommate and put into a wall. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no, granted, I am 6'5", roughly 220 pounds. And this guy that picked me up was a little bigger. And uh, just decided while we were running around our dorm room just to pick me up under my armpits and slam me into a wall. And I made quite a big hole. Okay. All right. So you didn't get your deposit back on that. Uh, uh, no, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but you know, it was worth it. We had a lot of fun there. Okay. All right. So, um, that, that, that'll do. That'll do. I don't want, I don't want any, I mean, I, I like to look for embarrassing stories, but that, you know, that, that, that works out just fine. Now, do you enjoy visiting um, beer festivals, or have you been to any beer festivals? Uh, we've been to plenty. Uh, actually, before we moved, I had to get rid of half of my tasting glasses. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> because we had so many of them. I said, well, look, we, we'll keep one from each, you know, because I would go, my wife would go, sometimes a friend would go. Yeah. And 
you know, I'd say, well, look, we don't need two from each of these beer festivals. So we gave half of them away and okay. one half of them. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we were just at one here at, um, at, uh, the zoo closest to us last weekend called Wazoo at the zoo. Mm. And, um, I think that was the first one we've been to here in Florida, but we, you know, we used to go to one in Akron called Blues and Brews every year. And, um, yeah, anytime we get the chance to, we're, that's, that's pretty much, we, we search those out and go to different beer events, uh, as much as we possibly can. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. How about breweries? Do you like to tour and visit breweries also? I do. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the pictures, but when we were out in Las Vegas, we went and, and toured at least, well, we didn't tour the brewery, but we made sure we got to a brewery mm-hmm. while we were out there. Um, but yeah, we, when, when my wife and I travel, we, we, uh, we base our travel on a couple of things, uh, or we do a couple of things when we travel is we make sure we try the beer in the area. And that mm-hmm. normally involves visiting a brewery, uh, and, uh, we visit as many as we possibly can, and that's just a lot of fun to us. Yeah. Even you know, you can you can tour a brewery so many times, and granted, it, they all kind of start to look the same, but regardless, they're still a lot of fun. Yeah, to tour. Oh yeah, I, I'm the same way. I love touring breweries, even though you've seen one brewery, you've seen them all. It's not true. When you visit certain breweries, you're going to get the inside story. If you you know if you're like me and I, and like you Chris I can tell you're a talker too you like to talk and get you know get involved I can work out any information from these people giving us tours and I end up finding out little tidbits of information that nobody else would know unless you actually were there visiting that brewery and getting the the word from the brewer or from whoever's there to to, to find out this little bit of nugget that nobody else knows about and I I love it I some of our some of my favorite brewery tours have been special tours that my wife and I had got, you know, had had gotten from a brewer that said, "Hey, um, you know, I'll take you on a brewery tour," and and they just take us out and and show us stuff and tell us all kinds of information that normally wouldn't be spoken if a if a real real tour guide, and uh, mm-hmm. I I appreciate that. So yeah, keep keep doing that and keep enjoying it and and not every brewery is the same. Sure, they have the same techniques. A lot of them are the same techniques, but you're going to hear some stories about how they started and how they expanded and how they, you know, some of their, their mishaps that have occurred. You know, you're going to hear all those little things that are going to make that even more special. And if you wouldn't have gone on that tour, you wouldn't have heard it. And, and a good example is I went to Laguanitas, my favorite brewery. Uh, I went there to drink the beer and a tour. I, I, I drank the beer. I drank all the free beer they gave me. And then about two-thirds or three quarters of the people left and there was only a few of us that went on the tour. I'll tell you what, that tour was fantastic because she, the lady that gave us a tour, she left it open. Whatever we asked her, she told us and we got some fantastic stories. And if I wouldn't have been on that tour, I would have never have known some of these little, you know, little nuggets of information that, you know, yeah, it means a lot. It does. Uh, we're uh, we're actually we keep talking about back and forth that we need to uh, make it out to Saint Somewhere Brewery. Uh, you guys did the show a couple, a few episodes back where you were talking about the um, most underrated 
breweries in the U.S. I think it was, and Saint Somewhere was on that list. And we we keep I keep telling my wife, I'm like, we need to get out to Saint Somewhere so we can do a, a beer report on this brewery and uh, and report back. And I yeah. think, you know, we it's it's for the show. It's for the beer, and we gotta do it. <laughs> what, well, you know what, Chris. We would absolutely love to have some remote correspondence from from wherever you're at. If you and your wife want to get on and record a little segment, you know, a couple minutes or five minutes or even ten minutes of a of a tour review of a brewery, or whatever. Hey, feel free to do that. Send it to us. We will add to the show because that's what we want to. You know, we want to add some extra content. And and if you guys enjoy doing that, hey. You're part of the team because you're taking care of our Facebook. So go ahead and you can be part of the, the actual voice of Tap the Craft too. So, well, cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we do it for the beer. Yeah. We do it. Okay. So we only got two more questions for you. So you're almost done. This one I love, and if you're not ready and you don't have something right off the top of your head, it's okay because it's a tough. I should have gave you this one ahead of time. Uh, this question is, if you were able to name either a beer or your brewery, what would you call it? We would name it Mad Flow. Mad Flow. And what, Mad is, Flow. what is that? And uh, yeah, I, I, the, the story behind that, uh, this is something that that I've talked with my wife and my brother-in-law and stuff before. Uh, Mad Flow would be because I'm from Maryland and it would be spelled... Um, Crap! Now I can't spell. Um, it would be spelled. <laughs> M- it would be spelled M D F L O H, and it would just be Maryland, Florida, and Ohio, which is all three ah, states. Ah, okay. States if not a brewery, at least a beer that we would brew would be called Mad Flow. Okay, I'll buy that. That sounds nice. great. <laughs> okay, John, why don't you ask Chris the final question? This is the one that's the most important to you, John. That's right. This has a very uh, important significance for the show, and don't be surprised if you're hung up on if you answer <laughs> Yeah, no pressure whatsoever. None. So how do you rate your beers? Overall enjoyment or based on the style of the beer? I rate them on overall enjoyment. No! Yes. Hang it up. Hang it up. Sorry, yeah, Chris. You're... Yourself, <laughs> <laughs> well, how, am I, how, how am I going to rate them on based on the style if I don't have the BJCP notes in front of me? <laughs> okay, good point. All right. You, oh, man. You got You me. don't carry around a binder? <laughs> Actually, I have the app on my phone binder. and my iPad, so I'm okay. <laughs> oh, good. You know what? Chris, uh, you answered that quite, you answered that perfectly because you're right. I, how can you actually do it by style if you don't have all those style notes, you know, memorized or at least uh, easily, you know, uh, available? And you're right. Um, I I do it based on style by my enjoyment, not necessarily <laughs> what the BCJP says it should be. So, uh, yeah. No problem. Okay, so you and John, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm losing. I think almost everyone has, uh, has sided with John since they've been on. Right? Is, do I have anyone that was on my side? Well, I think the the poll we put out took your side, but when they're in person, nobody can, okay. can stand it. Okay. That's the problem. I'm too intimidating. You are. You are. All right. Well, hey, 
Chris, thank you for revealing some of your crappier journey to John and I and to our listeners. And I, I think everyone will have some good insight on, on uh, you know, how you do things and how they might be able to, to improve on some of the stuff they're doing in their crappier journey. But before we get on to the brew buzz, I uh, last episode I forgot to plug Open Forum Radio Network. I'm not going to forget to do it this time in the middle of the show here. So I just want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting our show. They provide our hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy what John and I and Chris on this episode put out, then we think that you will find some great content on some of the other shows that are offered, like the ones you're going to hear right now. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now, I know you're a crafty consumer, and if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out OpenFormRadio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40 Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, My Peanut Gallery, and many, many more. And please, remember to leave these fine fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. Again, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft. All right, now it is time for our Brew Buzz segment. And what is the Brew Buzz? Well, hey, it is a segment devoted to discussing all kinds of various beer-related topics. And this episode, we're going to discuss our favorite beers and some beers that we have on our wish list. And this was a topic that was brought to us by our buddy Chris McKenzie. Thank you, Chris, for giving us some content to talk about on the show tonight. I really appreciate it because John and I, you know, sometimes it's hard to come up with with leading-edge topics, and uh, we need some help. So you were able to, to be a part of the show for sure. You're, you, this is all the McKenzie show right here. That's what it's going to be called, the McKenzie show. <laughs> the McKenzie episode. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, so the way we're going to do this, Chris – and and listeners is that I'll start off with you and you go ahead and give us one of the one of the uh, favorite beers on your list and then when you're done with that first beer we'll move into John he'll give his one of his and I'll give one of mine and then we'll go back and forth and uh, until we're done with our favorites and then we'll go into our wish list so we'll do our favorites first and then we'll go into the wish list so Chris what is one of your favorite beers of all time one of my favorite beers, and this is kind of at the end of the end of the list, is called uh, Brown Note. <laughs> the Brown it's, Note. Wow, it's not in your it's underwear, called, is it? <laughs> it it's, it's called Brown Note. It's from uh, Against the Grain Brewery, and uh, the art on the can is absolutely fantastic. It was probably one of the reasons I picked up the uh, the beer. And, oh yeah, this thing stands out like crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, if you read. Um, if you go, you have to, you can't do it on your phone, but if you go into untapped on your computer <laughs> and read, <laughs> and read the review, it says, uh, a beer, a beer so good that you'll shit yourself. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is awesome. And this is a beer I have to try now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just picked this one up uh, earlier this month and had it. So what that, you've, you've had this one. beer? Yeah, you commented on my check-in even. So. Oh, I did. You're right. I thought <laughs> I saw that picture before. That is yeah. hilarious. That I didn't. I that is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh wow. So, 
Okay, John, how are you going to come up with something after that? I can't. I just have to just pivot and and hope people pay attention at this point. Um, so I guess my first one will be uh, from Black Raven Brewery uh, up here in Redmond, Washington. Uh, their Wisdom Seeker uh, Double IPA, uh, which was one of the uh, well, Black Raven was like the first brewery I really gravitated to when I moved out here, and their Wisdom Seeker is just tremendous. Uh, you know, it, it it's something that doesn't make me feel so bad that uh, we don't get things like Pliny the Elder anymore, <laughs> because we can still get great double IPAs like this. So. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I I had that one. That was good. I agree. So hey, and you know what? What's great about it is it's one you can get over and over again, and that's where I'm coming from. Uh, all of my favorites on my list are are not my favorites that were a one-off beer, but a beer that I can get every single, all the time. Um, And so the first one I'm going to talk about, which is nobody, if anyone that knows me, I mean, actually, I'm going to tell you this. Several of the beers on this list, if you listen to the podcast and you know me from the podcast or from the 40cast from before when I did 150 episodes on the the 40cast, you know that some of these beers, you already know me. and, And I know that my uh, my longtime uh, friends will will be able to answer all these beers probably, but Grand Teton's Bitch Creek Extra Special Brown Ale is my go-to favorite beer of uh, of all times. I every time I see that in a store, you know, I ask you that question, Chris. Is there one beer that just is your go-to beer? Guess what? This is my go-to beer. When I am looking for something to drink, I will pick up something new that I want to try. A six pack of, and guess what? If I see Bitch Creek on the shelf, I'm getting a six pack of the Bitch Creek too. That's how much I love this beer. So that cool. is the the one that I'm I'm gonna list off as my first favorite. So I have to tell you, I I went to the bottle shop today and I took Charlie with me, mm-hmm. and we rounded the corner and on the shelf was a couple six packs of Bitch Creek, and he pointed it out and he's like, "You need to get this one." He's like, <laughs> "This one, this one." <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, it helped that it was right at his eye level, but, uh, you know, he, he was pulling for you in in that moment. No, he and I are bonded, man. You know what? That's, I'm a side tangent. I'm sorry. I, I always get on a side tangent, but come on, John, you have to admit when I walked into your house and the first thing Charlie does is come up and give me a big hug and you know, welcomes me into the house. That's got to say a lot, right? If your wife loves me, your kids love me. I'm just a lovable guy. Should I tell you that Charlie does that to everybody or no? You want to feel really special. <laughs> At least I didn't call you daddy. Yeah, he didn't, yeah, he didn't call me daddy, but uh, okay. All right, John. Okay. All right, All right Chris. What's your next uh, – I'm sure you have more than just one favorite, right? What's your next one? Uh, so the next favorite one uh, would be from Hopping Frog in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called um, Barrel Aged Doris the Destroyer. It's uh, an imperial oatmeal stout. Oh, that sounds awesome. Is it uh, is it one that you're able to still get while you're in Tampa, or is it one that you have to go back to to Ohio to get? Uh, I, I'd have to uh, have somebody mail me that one. Okay, so you've already got like a standing order, and uh, they got your credit card to ship that stuff to you every so often. I wish, but I've got a handful. Of, I've got a handful of people that I can uh, call and, and say, "Hey, look, it's, let's let's do a little trade," or "Hey, send me this. I'll send you some money, and we'll get it down here." 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. So uh, my next one is actually one that's coming out right now, uh, and that's a Fremont Summer Ale, uh, and it's a pale ale that's an all Amarillo uh, hop beer, and I, I love Amarillo hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one is just right up my alley, and I, I pick it up every year. Um, so, so I'm, I'm pretty happy this time of year. Yeah, it is. It, that summer ale is so good. And when I, I mentioned when I, did I mention on the show last time when I was there, uh, they had it on a Randall, they had it with orange and mint in the Randall. And oh my gosh, that beer is great alone, but you throw in a little orange, a little mint on top of that. Uh, it was an incredible, an incredible beer. So, uh, yeah, I can appreciate that. Come on, John, leave me into mine. Yeah, I what? get it. What about, what about you, Denny? What about, what's another one of your favorite beers? Welcome to our awkwardness. Well, well, th- <laughs> well thank you. Thank you, Chris, for, uh, for asking. Uh, this will be no surprise. Uh, I am a, this is not one, this is a beer that's released every year, but it's not this necessarily the same beer every year, but there hasn't been one version of this beer that I haven't absolutely loved and given a five cap rating for since I've been on untapped. And that is the Deschutes Brewery Black Butte Anniversary Ale. Yes, I will spend 20 bucks or tw- even $25 if it's more expensive on a bottle or two or three of this beer every year. And yes, there's been years where I've bought three bottles. It was so good. I bought three bottles to age over a three-year period to see how it changes over years. And I have three bottles right now, the 26th anniversary, that I drank the first one when it was first uh, released. And I've got two. I think Actually, I may have drank the second one a few months ago, and I have one more bottle left to drink. So um, there's no doubt that that is one of my favorites. All right, Chris. No. Well, well, let's move on to your next one. I know you must have another one. Uh, I've got a couple more. I've okay. got, uh, well, you just tell me when to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the next one would be from Funky Buddha down here in Florida. Uh, it's called Last Snow. And it's okay. a coconut coffee porter. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And this one, uh, this one gets released. I think it gets released a couple of times a year, and it's one of those beers that the uh, the local places get it, uh, and it disappears within a day or two. Oh wow! Okay, uh, I had I had six bottles of it, and I'm down to my last two. Okay, so that's one for me and one for John. Thank you, Chris. You're so awesome to send that beer to us. <laughs> and you know what? You can have them as soon as you get down here. <laughs> I know, uh, I know. He played us. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> hey, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, that sounds fantastic. I love coconut. I love porters. I love coffee. Mix all three together. I'm in heaven. So that's a beer for me. And if you if you give it a favorite rating, then it's my favorite too. I'm sure. All right, Chris. So my no wait wait. Let Chris roll hey. you into yours. Come on. I rolled in on my own last time, you know. No, I, no, 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 John. Well, <laughs> let me let me give you guys a hand, John. What it's uh, it's your turn now. So why don't you give us one of your favorite beers? All right. So this is one I mentioned a couple times before, uh, and that's the Carl Strauss Red Trolley Ale, uh, which, in my opinion, is the perfect red ale and like classic red ale, not hoppy red IPA like we see now with a lot of red ales. Um, but this thing just has perfect malt character and I could 
just drink it all day. Um, and uh, someday, someday maybe they'll distribute outside of California so I can actually get my hands on it all the time. But uh, yeah, if you're down in California, it's definitely one to pick up. Oh, okay, so uh, so last episode, John, you mentioned that you wrote Carl Strauss, asked for the home, for the recipe so you could homebrew it. Have you ever homebrewed this recipe? So I homebrewed a version I came up with on my own before. It, it was a pretty long lag between the time I sent the email and when it came back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was trying to brew it to for opening day of baseball, so I just kind of had to brew the beer. Ah, yes. Yeah, and I actually wasn't that far off from it. I had, I had the right stuff, just some of my proportions were just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't actually gone back to it um, just from having to keep some other stuff on tap uh, to keep some folks happy. But uh, no, this is definitely one I'll be revisiting. So, but yeah, it, it's really nice. Okay. So, I'm happy to say I've had that beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I visited, I don't know if it was the actual brewery or the restaurant, but we've been to Carl Strauss in San Diego, and these guys made some good beer. There you go. Yeah, there's quite a few locations, I think. Um, but yeah, that's where we went to one of their restaurants or brew pubs or whatever they do and down in San Diego, and that's where I had it as well. So after yeah. I shunned it at the zoo, because I thought it was just some kind of, like, you know, red trolley <laughs> made up name for crappy beer. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll get something else. And then I had it later. I was like, man, I could have been drinking this all day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, oh, well, John, that's, that's another location that you and I have both ate and drank in. It's, it's uh, pretty awesome. There we go. <laughs> Damn. You guys are like brothers. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to step out of the podcast and you know what, John, you and Chris can take over and, uh, <laughs> You guys are like uh, melded together. Yeah. No, we, we finished each other's sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you had sandwiches. Why aren't you sharing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, what's your next one? All right. Well, another one that everyone's shouting out in their microphone as they're listening to us right now. It's got to be Widmer Brothers Burr Winter Warmer. There is no beer probably in the world besides Bitch Creek. I probably drank more of that, but I get Burr by the cases during wintertime. It is my go-to. I have it in my fridge every every winter. I have a ton of this beer in my fridge. I love it. I drink it. I What can I say? It's got to be mentioned that it's one of my favorites. We've min- we've drank it on the show. We gave tasting notes on it. Uh, yeah. yeah, no doubt. No surprises. Sorry, guys. I thought you guys would be surprised. Nope. No surprises here. No, you're pretty boring so far. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, this is to highlight you and Chris's uh, experiences. And with that being said, Chris, what is your next noteworthy favorite beer? Wait, is it is it noteworthy or is it favorite? Favorite and noteworthy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll go to Founders Brewing, uh, their Backwoods Bastard. Hmm. Uh, that is, uh, I don't know if you guys get any of found. Do you guys get any founder stuff out the, out of your way? No. Nope. <laughs> Bad. Nope. Yep. Um, so Founders does a beer called Dirty Bastard. Yep, had that. Great, great Scotch Ale, yep. uh, which is actually barrel-aged um, that comes out, I think, once a year. And uh, that's definitely one of my favorites. Again, back on the barrel-aged stuff. All right. I, the name makes sense. I actually I appreciate that name. And uh, when I... 
again, I'm visiting Virginia in two weeks, and I will be drinking every founder's beer they have in the area because they do get it in in that area. So I will be getting it by the, you know, I'll be doing samples and picking up everything they have available to me. So good. Good. You'll be able to get some of that. Uh, sweet baby Jesus too while you're out there. Yeah, well, 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 hell, you sent me no, uh, yo, actually, you know what, sweet baby Jesus, I had it when I was there, and it was the uh, the brew review crew. They nailed sent it. me, yeah, I nailed it, huh? <laughs> I had to think, I had to really focus on that, but they sent me my prize pack for winning their guest dat beer because I'm that good, uh, and they sent me a special beer, and they sent me that sweet baby Jesus, and that's a pretty good peanut butter peanut butter beer now if you get the chance you have to try for pete's sake for pete's sake which, which is the imperial version of sweet baby jesus <laughs> all right uh, thanks for letting me know I'll, I'll put that on my wish list to, to, to grab when i'm there for sure all or right you could also have loose cannon while you're out there in virginia because baltimore is just a hop skip and a jump away uh, you know what? Uh, I, I can't drink that inferior beer compared to what <laughs> the real thing is. I'm sorry, Chris, but uh, I know a lot of people think that's a v- really good beer, but it doesn't match up to what John and I brewed at all. Sorry. Well, now you're dissing my hometown, so. Uh, <laughs> and they can't yeah. spell. That's true. Yeah. I'll give them that. I never said Baltimore people were the smartest, but. <laughs> Okay, who's going to lead John into his uh, next favorite? Yeah, I'm. I'm afraid okay. Tom doesn't me, yell at me. <laughs> let me get my radio. Let me get my radio voice going here, so I can, you know, bring this up properly. And John, what about you? How about another favorite beer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that wonderful introduction. Uh, so my next one will be from Georgetown Brewery here in Seattle. Uh, their Lucille IPA, and this one was. You know, I mentioned Black Raven Brewery was my first brewery that I like latched onto. This was my first beer that I latched onto uh, when I came out here. Uh, it's a really nice IPA, and I still pick it up uh, when I see it and I'm out. Um, it's just really solid, and it was probably one of the first things that I actually like would get all the time uh, rather than jump around just because I, I knew it was so good. Um, so that, that's one I really enjoy. Unfortunately, it's not really distributed but uh yeah it's still one of my favorites yeah i get it here i love it too yeah very nice so what's what's your next one okay i gotta mention another winter warmer because i think winter warmer is my favorite season and again another beer that we've discussed on our tasting notes segment it's the shoots breweries jubilee yes you know it i love jubilee i drink a ton of that too that's all i gotta say all right, Chris, what's your uh, last one, maybe? All right, I have one more last one. Let's see which one did I let's see. I, I have to go with Cigar City's uh, White Oak Highlight IPA. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you pretty much covered that one uh, before, and it's I think it's now on my wish list of beers I have to try. So um, I have three left in the fridge, and. Yeah, that's okay. So I we, just, okay, so you're telling me I need to get a plane ticket right away and fly over there and drink one of them, right? So I've got last snow for you, and I've got <laughs> white oak highlight for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So my last one is, uh, well, I, I should preface this with the fact that I almost copped out and just said Ruben's Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> because I, I won't, they do so much good stuff that I wanted to highlight something, but I was having a lot of trouble picking something out. So I, I just went with the thing that I've been enjoying most recently and that's their goes. Yeah. Um, which we've, we've talked about. Um, but, uh, so I'm going to commit to that beer and even though the rest of it is also a favorite just cause they do everything <laughs> really well. But, uh, yeah. So Ruben Bruce grows. No, I, I can't disagree with you, John. It's hard to pick one of the beers they did. Uh, I fell in love with that brewery when we were there and I, I just, I'm sad that I don't live there so I can drink them every day because I would be, I would move to Fremont just so I could go there and, and, uh, and, and drink their beer. I loved, I loved it. I really enjoyed their beer. So, but you know, what's interesting, John, of your four of your five favorite beers I've had, and I also enjoy. So that's fantastic. At least you didn't, at least your favorite beers are things that I actually enjoy too. And not just things that are, you know, crazy wild uh you know things that, that i can't get in small little town of boise i could have done that list yeah you could have done that no but you were you were kind you were kind to me all right so my last one is uh, again it's a beer that i fell in love with the first time i had it and i still drink it to this day and and, and i'm not ashamed of it and that's stones stone brewings arrogant bastard and I know that this beer is not for everyone. I know it's kind of harsh. It has some sharp flavors and some serious bitterness and some, a lot of malt in there. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter. It's not balanced whatsoever. <laughs> we talked about balance last episode with the Pale Ale. This is not a balanced beer, but it's a beer that makes me feel alive when I drink it. And I have so many good memories of times that I spent while drinking this with my friends that it's got a special place in my heart, and uh, that's Arrogant Bastard. All right. Nice, yeah. I think we should do a tasting of that sometime, just because it's kind of on its own. We should. We should. And everybody can get it. Yeah. You, and you know what, John? Maybe that's the answer to our dilemma. So There we go. Okay. All right. So now we just went over our favorite beers. Now we're going to go over just a couple of the beers that are on our wish list. So Chris, what is one of the beers that, uh, that you have to have one day? So I'm going to go back to Founders Brewing and go with their Canadian breakfast stout. Oh, little twist there, huh? Yeah, so I've had Kentucky Breakfast Stout, or as most people call it, KBS. I've had that numerous times, and that's fantastic. But they call it Canadian Breakfast Stout. I'd imagine there's something maple maple syrup in there somewhere. Ooh, or maybe like a Canadian whiskey barrel or something like that. Or that, too. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's always Either that. way, I'm in. <laughs> uh, I was thinking Canadian... Yeah, I was thinking they were going the Canadian bacon route, but I think the maple syrup is probably correct. <laughs> no, no one's laughing. I was supposed to, okay, never mind. It was all hilarious. Right. Okay, all right, all right, John. John, what is one of your favorite? One of your wish list beers that you have to have one day? All right, so I, I'm not one to stand in line uh, for beer, uh, so I, I tend to 
not go to the big releases and stuff, but I feel like you have to do that kind of thing at least once for a mm-hmm. beer. Okay. And so I think at least once I would go stand in a long line for some Pliny the Younger. Uh, I've had the Elder. Uh, the Younger just hasn't worked out for me. So You ruined my list. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Oh, man. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those beers that if you're not in the right place at the right time and it only comes to a couple markets. So, you know, uh, someday I'll have to make a pilgrimage and stand out in the rain to to get it. Yeah, yeah, more patience than I have. That's not me at all. Okay, well, in fact, you know, because of, uh, of that whole thing that I am not going to wait in line or pay an exuberant price for someone to, to trade with me or whatever, uh, I, I decided I wasn't going to go with the single beer method. I am going with the brewery method because there are so many great beers out there. Why should I just have one when I could have everything they have to offer at that time. So I'm going to go with a brewery that I must, one of my wish lists must visit someday breweries. And the first one I'm going to list is the Jester King. And this brewery is a small brewery in Austin, Texas. They're only open three days a week for their tasting room. They don't, you know, do, I don't think, I don't even know if they do any bottles at all, or they might do a few bottles locally, but it's pretty much just a, a local brewery that does some really unique farmhouse and sour ales and they're they have like 20 to 30 beers that they make and i want to try them all because they're all unique and they're all things that i really enjoy i love the farmhouse ales and i love the sour ales so chris this is a brewery that you'll have to suck it up one day take your wife to it because i think she would really enjoy a visit to this brewery she wants to know where we're going. Austin, Texas, Jester King. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> All right. Okay, so now that that's over with, Chris, what's your second and last wishlist beer? Uh second, I'd have to go with uh Three Floyd's Dark Lord. I ruined my list. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah, I've had some other Three Floyd stuff, and but yeah, this is another one of those you got to be there at the right time kind of beers. Okay, Three Floyds is one of the breweries I want to visit one day, so that maybe one day I will sample that uh, beer, but I'm not gonna wait in line uh, for it for sure. So you guys, uh, you guys wait in line and pick up a bottle for me if you happen to do it. All right, we can do that. Okay, it'll be waiting for you down here in Florida. Okay, all right. All right. All right, John. So what is your second wish list beer? All right. So for my second one, I'm going to go the brewery route, similar to you. And it's a brewery that I've heard a ton of great things about for a bunch of different varieties of beer. And that's Toppling Goliath, uh, which is in Iowa of all places. Wow. And unfortunately, I no longer have my connection to Iowa. So I'm going to have to make up a reason to go to Iowa <laughs> to, to visit this brewery. Um but uh, I think I think that would be mine. They just seem to do everything really well, uh, so it's a place I want to go try out. Okay, it sounds but fantastic. Florida, we have Toppling Goliath. What? Oh. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they just started distributing here about a month ago. Okay, so so he's, John, he's making a trip to Florida really hard to avoid. Yeah. So so here's the deal. Next summer. Um, let me know when your mom is 
able to have company, and we'll all make a trip to visit her in Florida, me included, and we'll go dr- visit Chris, and we'll go drink all these beers. What about that? All right. Sounds good. Now, if I could make a recommendation in March is Tampa Bay Beer Week. <laughs> Just a recommendation. Okay. Uh, it is also the same time that they have Hunapu Day, which is uh, Cigar City's big beer release of the year. And they have pretty it's, – it's pretty much like a small GABF oh, wow. right here in Florida. Man. Um, they were pouring. They were pouring three Floyd's Dark Lord at Punapu Day this year. Okay. I'll give you an example. Okay. So. I I can make. Yeah, I can make March happen. So maybe maybe if your rental has a little extra couch space, I can come out there and uh, camp out on your couch. <laughs> you have to fight the dogs for it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, hey, let me just mention my my next brewery again. I'm I'm not mentioning beers for my wish list because I have too many beers to to list. So I'm gonna say breweries, and it's got to be Wicked Weed Brewing out of Asheville, North Carolina. And the reason why is because they have so many different unique beers. Not only do they have unique traditional style beers, but they also have some unique Belgians. And uh, funky style, like their Funkatorium, I think they call it, where they have all kinds of funky stuff going on. So, you know, I love the funk. So why not go visit a brewery that gives you the funk in your beer? So uh, that's 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 my choice is is to go out there to North Carolina. And once you go to Asheville, not only do I get to enjoy that brewery, but I get to enjoy another half dozen or so breweries in that same area. So it's it's a it's a perfect uh, storm. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I've heard good things of them. I haven't had anything, though. No, I haven't had anything. I haven't had anything from Jester King or Wicked Weed. That's why I need to go visit them, for sure. For sure. All right, guys. Uh, as John was alluding to in our secret conversation that no one knows about, uh, we are running long on this episode. No surprise once we get, to, you know, with John and I alone, we can easily eat up two hours. But we had a third person who loves to talk about beer. Then, you know what? We could go on to three hours. So we're going to have to bring the show to a close. But before we do that, it's our opportunity to go ahead and lift a glass to someone we want to raise a toast to. And Chris, uh, if you are ready or if you have someone, is there anyone you'd like to lift your glass to that you'd like to shout out on the show tonight? Uh, there is. Actually, I want to uh, raise a glass to you guys for, for having me on the show this evening because uh, this was pretty awesome. I had a blast doing it. Excellent. Uh, I, I'd also like to say uh, a quick hello to my buddy Matt McLean, which was the first guy I met here in Florida who was big into the beer scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, all my buddies at the at, at Tampa Beers, uh, the homebrewing organization. So, all right. Uh, probably stepping us into the world of homebrewing here very shortly. Well, good. Well, good. Well, hopefully you're mentioning Tap to Craft to all of your beer buddies in Tampa and spreading the word. We'd love to have them listening along with you. All right, John. So uh, Chris gave his uh, cheers. you have anything to toast to tonight? Uh, yeah. Just want to thank Chris for coming on and for continuing to help us out on, on the Facebook page. It keeps it going and uh, much more lively than if one of us was probably in charge of it. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for everything you do for us. 
Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Thank you, Chris. I, I also lift my glass to you. We've been wanting to have you on a show for a number of episodes, but, uh, be, you know, planning these things it can be kind of difficult with our busy schedules and all the activities going on. And we finally said, uh, this is it. We're going to make it happen, and we made it happen, and we're glad to have you on the show. And, and again, just want to thank you for all you do behind the scenes and all this. Just your interaction makes us feel, you know, feel happy. So thank you. Well, it was a blast, guys. I appreciate the uh, the time to be with you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one other uh, toast I want to give is to my buddy Joe State. He's with the Trade Waiters uh, podcast. And he just last night, he, he messaged me on Twitter saying, hey, I'm getting ready to go to this place. He he. Uh, had a picture of the, or he actually had a link to the website with all their beer lists. And oh my gosh, the beer list was fantastic. It was hard to choose. Like he said, hey, what do you recommend? I wanted to go out of my box, try something funky. So I went through that list and I found a beer that I thought was, uh, you know, was the one that was going to be the the one that was for him. And uh, then I saw at the bottom, I said, hey, you know what? They have a, a five beer taster. You should probably do that. But uh, I gave him my suggestion, which was, I don't remember. Uh, I, I'm not thinking straight right now. But And then he came back saying, yeah, I'm gonna, I was going to do that one anyway. But he went and listed like four other beers along with it. And those were exactly the beers that I was going to suggest to him to try. And, uh, hey, I just want to raise my glass to you, Joe, for going outside of your box, trying things new. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't win. You don't win every time. But you won't know if you find your favorite beer if you don't go out of that box. And and thanks for involving myself and and Tap the Craft in your in your beer journey. We appreciate it. And of course, you know that a show doesn't go by without me raising my glass to all my fellow servicemen and women out there. Without them, you know, protecting our freedoms, we would not be able to sit here, enjoy our good beer, and talk openly on the radio. Uh, about it so uh toast cheers to all you guys come back safely to your families soon and if you enjoy what john and i and on this episode chris do for you guys we don't ask for much if you want to help us out you can leave an itunes review it would be much appreciated thank you and we are john and i have decided that we are going to skip the beer tasting episode next episode because it's going to be another short episode we're going to have to do it really quick uh, we're going to go ahead and save the the tasting episode for episode 50 our 50th episode and uh, at that point next episode we'll decide what beer we're going to taste so sorry you're gonna to have to wait uh six weeks to get your tasting episode uh this next time and you can find all the links to the beers and uh, well no articles this year but just the or this episode, but just the beers uh, in the show notes. And the show notes are located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you would like to follow us on social media, I can be followed on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And John, how can you be followed if listeners wanted to follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, untapped Prime WA, and I write about beer and homebrewing at homebrewengineer.com. Okay. And Chris, you don't have to give your social media stuff out, but if you wanted to, and if people wanted to follow your awesomeness on Facebook or on Twitter or on whatever, do you have anything they can follow you on? I was going to say I do. They can uh, follow me on Untapped at MCK1345. Um, and Twitter is uh, ChrisMcKenzie82. 
Okay, and I recommend you guys all follow him. He's has some fantastic stuff to say. Great beer uh, check-ins. So follow him on Untapped and uh, check him out on Twitter. All right, well, it's last call, and it is time to bring our show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show, and we ask you to please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn Radio or Google Play or however you listen to podcasts. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. 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 All right. Before we get to John, I just want to give you guys warning. I have a storm coming that's going on right now. So you you may hear thunder. That beeping that you might have heard in the background is because my UPS is going off every time the lights flicker. <laughs> so if all of a sudden, uh, you know, you lose me, you know why. All right. We can do it without you. Yeah. 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 John's recording. So you guys just carry on and I'll just, <laughs> I'll just join it when my computer comes back on after it died. But I do have, I mean, I do have UPSs, so it'll run for, you know, the, the, the computers will run for the computer will run for like 15 minutes, but you'll hear that beeping that you, you know, over and over. So that would be annoying. So I'm not going to say we're hoping for that, but uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I just, the weather it's, it's, it's a, it's one of those desert thunderstorms, you know, it's, it's sunny out there. It's, it's hot, but it's like dry. Thun- yeah, you hear that? You probably can't hear that, can you? That's a good one. I yeah, that. yeah. It's 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 not raining. It's literally a dry thunderstorm going on right now. But whatever's happening is causing my power to flicker. So, just wanted to warn you guys. <laughs> they don't they don't know that that we're trying to record an epic episode. Yeah, don't understand. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And you guys better watch out because I'm um, I'm I'm just behind you on the on, on untapped uh, with a big eight twenty two. I'm about a thousand and forty seven behind John, and I didn't even do the math for yours. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're doing good though. Because how long ago did you start untapped? Uh, March eighth of two thousand fifteen. Oh my gosh, you're doing fantastic. Not that I'm, you know, not that I wrote the date down or anything. Well, it wasn't fair because we had a uh, we had a grocery store down the street from us in Ohio, and they had 18 taps that rotated pretty regularly, um, and a flight of any four of the beers that they had on tap was five bucks. So I was doing that probably once or twice a week. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. That's smart because what you're getting is you're getting four samples of whatever beers you're trying and and now you're 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 able to see the styles that you like the styles you don't like and 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 get a better idea of what beers you want to gravitate towards so that's good yeah i miss that a lot because now there's nothing around here like that (laughs) but i'll deal i guess okay are you back yet john you're holding the show Uh-huh. Yeah, John. Yeah. Oh, you're back. Yep. Wow, what'd you do? You had to go uh, do some laundry or something? Do some dishes? 
Actually, I started mashing. <laughs> Are you brewing right now? <laughs> yeah. You're brewing while we're recording? Yeah. I'm proud of you, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is anyone out there with it, or are you just letting it on autopilot? Uh, it's on autopilot. Wow. What are you brewing? Uh, it's more Russian. That's what's going to go in the barrel. Oh, so. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm actually going to step away in like a few minutes just to verify that everything's still good. But okay. No problem. It's all looking good right now. So. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Chris and I can handle the show without you if you need to. Well, here, this this is for you guys, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Now it's time to learn about Chris's bur- <laughs> birthday. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's already starting. What's the alcohol is starting to kick in? So, uh, okay. See, now, now you get the vaccine stuff where... I don't know what I'm saying. I just talk and words come out, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, like vaccine, because that's not a real thing. Uh, it is a real thing. Uh, I think you vaccine? might want to check your English. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard it's of that. It's a technical term, actually. <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris has my back. See, Chris has my back. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I always side with Denny, John. I'm sorry. <sighs> All right, I just Googled back scene and I got back on the scene. Of course you did. But not not anything. You guys are jerks. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Okay, let's try it again. All right, before we get to the wish list, um, the old man has to go pee again. I'm sorry. All right. Can can you take can you take a, a two a minute break before I go and uh, Broke the seal, so you might as well just keep going. No, 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 no. My, my seal was broken at 8 a.m., so it doesn't. I don't have a seal. <laughs> when you get as old as I am, it's always broken, so it doesn't yeah. work. When the you're gas young, gets worn off. Yeah, yeah. When you're young, when you're young, that seal works. When you're old, it don't work. It doesn't matter. All right, you guys talk okay. among talk among yourselves. I'll be back in a minute. All right. Yeah, the uh, the throwing it to the next person. I, I literally just sit here in silence, probably at least once an episode. Uh, when we <laughs> do it, he's just waiting for me to do it, but I, I just I don't think of it as, as natural. So yeah, <laughs> it, it, it it's was an occurrence. It was an awkward silence for about thirty eight seconds, and it was is something going to happen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunately something that that we. I I screw up all the time. I should say. <laughs> that's what the editing is for. Exactly. All all that awkwardness isn't going to show up. So that's the good part. Um, and the first couple times today, I was like, "Oh no, I really messed up." But then I was like, "Ah, it doesn't matter." <laughs> He's got my back. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Opening another beer. What do you got now? Megan Megan said we had to open another beer. I said I was. So we're opening Rochester Mills Beer Company, the Blueberry Pancake Milkshake Stout. Wow, that's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. It's um. <clears throat> she said it's a blueberry pancake sensation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fantastic. It gets a little overwhelming after a while, though. It's good, but. The whole can't yet. Then you drink it. Oh, I'm drinking it. Good. <laughs> <laughs>
And if you would like to follow uh, us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Instagram. Oh, wait a minute. I can be followed on... I don't even know what I'm saying. You want to start that one over? <laughs> where are you, Denny? I don't know where I'm at. I uh, I drank this last beer way too quick. Holy smokes. And it's like a million degrees in my office. Okay, let me start that over. Yeah, you did great, Chris. Is this the first podcast you've ever been on? Or have you been? are you a natural? You've been on a lot of them. No, this is, this is the first one I've been on. Oh, man. You know what? That means I broke your cherry and I broke John's cherry on podcasting. Oh, that's two for you. You yeah. should be so proud. <laughs> Another notch on the computer monitor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty special. Yeah. Well, you're going to need a bigger computer if you keep it up. <laughs>